now they're seeing how the things they already know can be used in this coding environment and in order to do much more sophisticated things. All of the computer programming constructs, you know, like conditional statements and loops and arrays, all of those potential commands and makes block-based coding opportunities. Welcome to the Minecraft Education Edition podcast. I am Mike Washburn. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Participate, where the world learns together. On today's show, we know Minecraft can be used for building, and you've heard on previous episodes about how educators are using it to help students make connections around the world. We've talked about building great lessons too. Did you know that you can also code with Minecraft? We'll be talking to Steve Isaacs about that and more. Let's get started. As a former computer science teacher, coding, and in particular, block-based coding is kind of my first love of teaching. There's not much cooler than giving kids the opportunity to just make something with code. This is why coding in Minecraft is such a powerful thing. It takes the game and systems we all know and love and layers on this deep, fun coding aspect. It adds an amazing layer of depth to an already amazing game. I have no doubt that after listening to this episode and diving into coding with Minecraft yourself, you're going to be hooked, just like I am, when we come back our conversation with Steve Isaacs. When coding in Minecraft comes up and you're looking for someone to talk to about it, Our guest this week is almost always the first name that comes up. Steve Isaacs is a New Jersey educator who is constantly innovating and pushing the boundaries of what's possible in the classroom. His game design class is often emulated, the truest sign of respect in education. Welcome to the podcast, Steve Isaacs. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. So there are a lot of educators who don't know how to code, like at all. Is that a problem? Is that going to be a problem for them? Do I need to be a coding expert to introduce my students to coding in Minecraft? Absolutely not. Uh, the So Minecraft has a number of tutorials built right into, into Code Builder, which are awesome and really take you step by step. And also there are a number of the Hour of Code tutorials that are also step by step. And those were really designed, I think, for just what you're talking about, for the educator that wants to introduce students to coding, but doesn't necessarily have the computer science background themselves. Why would we want to teach students to code anyways? And what makes Minecraft a special environment to do that in? I love that question. Um, For starters, you know, there's often this question, like you say, like, well, why do we have to bring coding in? Or why does every kid have to learn coding? And the idea of, of introducing kids to coding is I think kind of what we should be doing with you know everything in education is introducing kids to different experiences so that they have a context and they can decide you know what they're really excited and passionate about. Plus, when it comes to coding, we're getting right at the heart of so many of the 21st century skills and things we talk about, like problem solving, um, the debugging, the problem solving that goes into debugging to me is awesome and goes far beyond coding, it helps you learn how to just solve problems or, or think through problems. So it's not necessarily about computer science. Um, it's, you know, and, and, and your other question, I think, was about 
why like why Minecraft is a great environment. Kids already understand Minecraft. So a lot of times when we bring them into a coding environment, we're bringing them somewhere that's kind of new to them and we're having to, you know, kind of contextualize that for them where we don't have to do that with Minecraft. They know that you can build in Minecraft and mine in Minecraft and that you could do all of these things. And when we kind of bring coding into that and show them how they can do these things with code, the things that they already kind of know how to do manually, it, it lights this light bulb for them of like, oh my gosh, I could do that so much more efficiently. And that's what coding is about, is learning those kinds of things. So Minecraft is the perfect place to do that. Every episode, I think the concept of the 21st century skills has come up. The idea that, um, yeah, our students are learning math and science and language. And now we're talking about learning coding and computer science. But really, what they're learning is things like problem solving and collaboration mm -hmm. and communication um, all of these important skills that we really need our students to have going forward, right? Absolutely. So, you know, another thing, Mike, is when we talk about collaboration and coding and Minecraft, I mean, Minecraft was built, you know, for collaboration. Um, it's a multiplayer environment that brings multiple people into the world and whatnot. So it has that embedded, like kids are used to that when it comes to Minecraft. So the communication and collaboration are there, you know, inherently. When we also expand upon that with coding, we get into you know some interesting things. Like there's the concept of pair programming, which works really well, where kids kind of talk about and figure out you know the how to make something work in code together. There's also you know in education edition with Code Builder, you can actually there's an agent which is your character that codes for you essentially, and multiple students in the same world can all have their agent in there and be coding things. So there's also this interesting element of like, if I'm doing something over here and it, you know, kind of piques another kid's interest, that kind of learning is what Minecraft's all about also. is like, wait, how do you do that? And that brings a different level of kids even as teachers and builds a constructivist learning environment and all these great things that speak right to what you're talking about with collaboration and communication within the game. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mentioned in the intro block-based coding, um, mm -hmm. but that's not all you can do in Code Builder. There's a lot more depth there than you initially expect, right? Absolutely. So for one, since the beginning of Code Builder, you had the opportunity to build in a block-based environment or JavaScript, and you could very easily toggle between the two. So it's really neat for that idea of transitioning from block-based to text-based coding because you can, at the very least, do your code in block-based, toggle over to JavaScript and see what it looks like and make changes. Um, you can also start from scratch in that JavaScript environment. I find that once kids get a little more comfortable with text-based coding, they prefer it in a way because they can be a little more efficient, a little quicker once they really understand it. There's definitely a learning curve between block-based and text-based. So I like that you can kind of toggle between. I got super excited when I heard that they were adding Python uh, because it's just such a hot language right now for kids. And again, anything that we could generalize from like this environment with Minecraft where the kids kind of just already kind of get it to moving beyond that into other environments where they now have the syntax for that language 
is awesome. And the education team did such a great job of expanding their tutorials because the tutorials used to just be the block-based tutorials and then you could see the JavaScript or, or, you know, now they have tutorials for all three environments. So you can decide to learn step-by-step in the text-based environments as well, which I love. And one of the cool things about adding Python, for example, is that it extends the range of Minecraft. One of the things I was thinking about the other day was that Minecraft has been around for a long time, like mm-hmm. 2010, 2011. And so now you you still have high school students that, you know, were absolutely into Minecraft at one point in their lives and may have fallen off of it a little bit. But if you brought them back into it with something like Python, they would be absolutely into this. And you wouldn't have to, like, teach them how to use the tool Correct. because it's it's Minecraft, right? Yeah, and also, you know, I've had great success in high school with kids coming back to Minecraft. In fact, I think there's been a a real resurgence um, lately. And my kids in high school, like I give them choices of what to use even just for any of their projects. And I was surprised how many continue to come back to Minecraft. And yes, like you say, when it comes to the coding and their level of understanding with something like Python, you know, that helps even further for sure. So... It's also not just, though, about learning uh, a language. We've kind of touched on this before. There are all of these lessons that are available to you that give you a different depth, a different level of depth of of lesson. Um, But what if we wanted to teach actual hardcore computer science? What if we wanted to get right into it? What can we do? Yeah, well, I I love that. So the thing is, um, there is a full blown like a full computer science aligned curriculum. Uh, It was actually created by Douglas and Mary Keong, who are incredible. And their curriculum takes you through, you know, a full, I believe it's intended for middle school, but I mean, it could go into high school, but a full middle school computer science curriculum that that utilizes uh, Minecraft and CodeBuilder. So, I mean, that right there is amazing. Um, And then if I could touch on something else that not necessarily directly for computer science, but like I teach game design. And one of the things that strikes me about Minecraft is that like people have been using these commands and such in Minecraft, you know, for years and these things called command blocks where they can embed, you know, commands that are inherent in the game into these blocks to have them do stuff, right? The cool thing about Code Builder in Minecraft is that it takes all of those potential commands and makes block-based coding opportunities. So, you know, it goes back to that idea that you bring these kids in that know about Minecraft. Now they're seeing how the things they already know can be used in this coding environment and in order to do much more sophisticated things. So when you get to automation and all that, that part's there. And then again, all of the computer programming constructs uh, you know, like conditional statements and loops and really and arrays and going all the way down that path through, again, the curriculum that's provided by Douglas and Mary Kiang. It, it just, you know, I mean, it makes it really easy for a teacher to decide to blow this wide open for their computer science course at that level. And you know what's funny? You, you talk about um, text commands and, and stuff like that. And 
I always remind teachers that I can almost guarantee you if you go into your, especially your like grade six, seven and eight class, there's almost always a student in your class who knows the text commands for Minecraft. You don't even need to be an expert at that because there is someone in your class that can probably help you. And, you know, when we circle back to even 21st century skills there, that's giving a student the opportunity to demonstrate some leadership, right? Yeah, I love that. So my students, first of all, I no bones about it. My kids do things in Minecraft with commands and automation that is above my head. So you're absolutely right. And and I love celebrating that, like when a kid can do something and really show, you know, other kids. And, and a lot of times it's that kid that isn't succeeding in other areas, yet right. happens to have such an aptitude for this because of this inherent interest. So you take a kid that all of a sudden you realize how brilliant they really are just in a not so, maybe not in our traditional academic way. Um, so that is without a doubt one of the greatest things. And this goes back to even, like when I started using Minecraft, that was the first time in my career where I totally finally understood that idea of letting go of having to be the expert and um, celebrating what the kids could bring to the table. You know, So I, I hope that that helps other educators understand that because Honestly, even to this day, there are kids that know far more, you know, in terms of the sophisticated possibilities of Minecraft than I do, you know, but I, you know, am able to guide the process. And I think that was my best lesson I've ever learned as an educator was that I didn't have to hold all the knowledge. You know, Minecraft taught me that coding in Minecraft taught me that it's really powerful. And so there could be teachers that are listening to this that have never done this before. And they're hearing words like command blocks and text <laughs> commands and Python and Java. And what would you recommend as a way for them to just get started? How would you advise someone who wants to learn how to do this in their class? So I love the idea of learning with and from my students and again, that came for me, I think, from Minecraft, where I could, could for one, ask kids, like, how did you do that? Or can you show me how to do that? Um, you know, so many, my wife, when she was um, at, at an independent school in New York City, she had a group of kids that would come in and teach her how to play. And these were like second and third graders. And she would come home and tell me the homework that her kids gave her to do in Minecraft. Um, so for one, play, right? That's what this is all about. And and but play without being intimidated um, and play with support. Learn to learn like kids learn. Minecraft did not come with an instruction manual. So one of the things I love so much is that from a constructivist learning standpoint, all of the content that's out there for us to learn from was created by somebody else who learned how to do it to show us. That is the greatest model for teaching and learning that I could imagine. So, you know, I love for my kids to teach me. I also love for my kids to create tutorials to teach others. But um, there are a lot of neat opportunities for professional development. The Minecraft team is investing so much in providing opportunities, most of which are free, for educators to learn, you know, in a supportive environment as well. So there are just, I think, you know, 
people are the greatest resource. Um, that internet thing is a great resource. Um, that internet that thing. That internet thing. You know, I guess what walk into the shallow end first and then uh, work your way into the deep end. I don't know, but sure. there's there's a lot that could be be done. And and I've I've met so many wonderful people who had no idea and were I think fearful at first, but have really gotten excited about what they can learn once they got even the tiniest you know bit comfortable with it so you know please just give yourself an opportunity to play and to be a learner and all those great things and there's even like you said there's re there's tons of resources there's people there's there's PLNs, there's Twitter, yeah, um, there's the Education uh, Center on uh, education.microsoft.com has a Building Blocks of Code course. Right. Uh, and again, you can travel to a PD session anywhere that's being offered, and and any conference almost always has right. professional development as well. And right now, so much of it's happening online, so it's right. even breaking down that barrier. And I believe... If I'm not mistaken, doesn't participate have a game-based learning community where people could probably talk about and learn about Minecraft as well? We're doing tons of stuff and talking about Minecraft all the time because, I mean, how could we not? Uh, so there's lots of opportunities to learn and dive into the deep end eventually, as Steve said. Uh, Steve Isaacs, thanks so much for your time on the podcast. It was fun. Thanks for having me, Mike. Did you know that not only can you code in multiple languages in Minecraft, but also on multiple platforms? In Minecraft Education Edition, you can code using MakeCode, as well as Tinker. Open the coding panel in Minecraft by pressing C while in-game and see where your coding takes you today. Join the Minecraft Education Challenge. This virtual build challenge invites students around the world to learn about issues related to sustainability and inclusion, then design solutions with Minecraft Education Edition. You can create your own prompt that invites students to address a local issue impacting your school, community, or region. This could be something like designing a more accessible version of your classroom in Minecraft. Think about people with different learning styles and disabilities, so the space is a safe and inspiring environment for everyone to be healthy. Or build a more sustainable version of your school in Minecraft. Consider a holistic definition of sustainability, which may involve rethinking energy systems, recycling, transportation, and how nature plays a role. Share progress and stories of your challenge experience via Twitter and Facebook. And tag us using our Twitter handle, at PlaycraftLearn, and the hashtag, Minecraft Challenge. And then post your results on the Minecraft Challenge Flipgrid page. We've added a link to that page in the show notes. We're so excited to see what you build. Thanks for listening to the Minecraft Education Edition podcast. My name is Mike Washburn. This podcast is produced by Participate, where the world learns together. Find out more at participate.com. You want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at education.minecraft.net. Connect with Minecraft Education Edition on Twitter at PlaycraftLearn. You can connect with me directly at Mr. Washburn. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. 
When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost, and this helps others to discover the show. Thanks for listening, stay awesome, and we'll see you soon.